She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. V I C I I pronounce it Vicky. Hey everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you Season 1, Episode 18, entitled The Robot Nappers, which aired on February 8th, 1986. In this episode, two electronics engineers plan to steal Vicky. And here is the back of the DVD box's description. A rival robot... A rival robotics firm suspects that Vicky is a robot and plans to steal her. Alright. This episode's got a 7.9 out of 10 based on 18 ratings. We have Bennett Ota as Yamamoto and William Court as Andrews. I'm guessing they are the robot nappers in question. This episode was directed by Sillig, Frank, writers Aubrey Tadman, Gary Ferrier, and Howard Leeds, the creator. So, we, ooh, we got some connections, okay. Harriet imitates a robot claiming she saw it on Star Wars. So, I'm guessing R2-D2 or C-3PO. The title is referenced... First Blood, the, this title is referenced when Vicky is cutting vegetables in the kitchen. Alright, cool. So, of course, before I officially get into the episode, I'd like to let you know where you can find the podcast on social media. It has its own Facebook page. Just type in Small Wonder Podcast. She's a small wonder. Small Wonder Podcast will pop up. If you're looking on Instagram, you will find... It on LBOM Wonder Years Podcast on Instagram. Also, if you're figuring out where to listen to the podcast, you can do so on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Podbean under the Looking Back on My Wonder Years at Wonder Years Podcast feed. Alright, without further ado, let's jump into The Robot Nappers. This actually is the last episode on Disc 3 of Season 1. So if you're watching along with your Season 1 DVD, this is going to be the last episode of this disc. Alright, the episode opens up in the kitchen with Joan and Vicky cooking or prepping the meal. And it seems like these episodes tend to start out this way. A lot of the times it's in the kitchen, sometimes it's in the living room, it just depends on the episode. So Joan's having an issue with a can opener. It's one of those... You know, old-fashioned kind that you have to put on the top of the can and just twist the side of it to open it. And I know there are some out there that you just put the can on the machine and it does it. We just got the old, you know, turn and twist types. And she's struggling. She's like, hey, Vicky, you think you can open this can for me? And of course... Vicky, with the strength of a hundred elephants, just pops that top, like, basically just takes and pulls and the can separates right in the middle. 
Ew, who likes spinach anyway? Yuck. I know you gotta get your vegetables in, but I would have green beans. I love green beans. That would be my green vegetable. Over spinach, over peas, over asparagus. Green beans are my go-to. So Jamie comes home from school and I notice he's wearing um, a blue striped shirt that's got Adidas on the front of it. So he's like, hey, I'm starving. Is there anything to eat before dinner? And Joan's like, yeah, sweetie, right on the table. He lifts up a mason jar can filled with carrots. He's like, ugh, carrots again? How much you want to bet we'll probably get a joke about, oh, they're good for your eyes. Which I think that's a myth. I don't think that carrots are really going to improve your eyesight at all. It's just another thing parents made up to make you eat your vegetables. Oh, he makes a joke like, ugh, I'll get rabbit breath. See, that's the thing, another myth. It's like, oh, you see Bugs Bunny with a carrot and stuff, like feed rabbits carrots. Um, as a rabbit owner, a twice-over rabbit owner, I'm on my second rabbit, um, I've never fed either of them carrots. I might have tried with the first one, and it's just like, eh. Carrots for a rabbit are really high in sugar, so if you do give your rabbit a carrot, just make sure it's like maybe every once in a while for a little treat. And just don't don't put a full-sized carrot in there either. Just maybe take a carrot, cut up a f- couple pieces, and pop it in their food dish. Man, they're really on these rabbit carrot jokes. As Joan's like, well, I'll take you off of them as soon as your nose starts to twitch. So I'm guessing that I thought Jamie said he and his dad are actually going to paint the clubhouse. You know, eventually he's going to get too old for that clubhouse. He's already like maybe 11 years old. Or maybe he's still 10. But he's like, hey, Vicky, you want to help? Come on. He's like, okay, coming, rabbit breath. Again with the They're really like holding on to the... Really dragging out this rabbit carrot joke. So Joan of course tells Jamie like hey you said that you would paint the grudge not we. Now Vicky can watch you but she's not gonna assist you at all. It's like ugh. You know Jamie you know you're like okay Vicky paint the clubhouse and she'd have it done in like five minutes. That just seems like a I mean the clubhouse isn't big but even painting a wall, it's just like, uh, thing for, I mean, unless you're one of those people that loves to paint rooms and paint walls and stuff, I mean, but I, I'm just not one of those people. Barn opener. Uh, Vicky, see if you can open this can of spinach. Open this can. <laughs> well, uh, the recipe did call for just half a can. <laughs> Thanks. Hi. Hi. I'm starving. Is there anything to snack on? Yeah, right there, honey. Carrot sticks again? I'll get rabbit breath. (laughs) Well, I'll take you off them when your nose starts to twitch. (laughs) Well, I promised Dad we'd paint the clubhouse, so we better get started. Come on, Vicky. Cunning rabbit breath. Now hold it, you promised that you'd paint it, not we. They can go along, but she can just watch. Boy, it's true. Little people do get the short end of the stick. Hi! 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 Hi, Joan! Hi! 
sure do hate to impose, but I'm making Brandon's dinner, and I've run all out of mayonnaise. Do you mind if I borrow some of yours? No, oh, why would you? Thanks. Well, you know she's going to pick up Help yourself. The There's a new jar. While I'm here, I do need a couple of other things. Then go to the if store. If there's anything you don't see, let me know, and I'd be glad to run down the store for you. <laughs> oh, that's sweet, but I wouldn't hear of it. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, my. Caviar? Uh, you oh, put that back. It's the cheap kind that turns your tongue black. <laughs> Get the mayonnaise and Honey, go. you won't believe what happened to me at work today. And right under that boo brindle's nose. <laughs> Uh, oh, hi there, Bonnie. Did you say my husband is a boob? Oh, yeah. Well, what happened today at the office right under the boob's nose? Nothing at all. His little nose doesn't miss a thing. Well, now, Joni, I'll just settle for the mayonnaise for now. It's not my brand, but I'll make do. Oh, whatever. Okay. Oh, what a couple she and Brandon make. Yeah, but a couple of what? Yeah, really. Yeah, so tell me what happened at the office today that you're so excited about. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right, right. Well, our little company does business with this great big company in the Silicon Valley, Tentrex Electronics. Mm -hmm. Well, they sent a couple of their executives down to tour our plant today, and Brandon and I were their guides. So what happened? So they asked a lot of technical questions about our robotic systems, and they were so impressed with my answers that one of them took me aside, said he wanted to talk to me alone. He said, they have a proposition to make. Oh, Ted, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah so I hope you don't mind, but I invited them to dinner tonight. Oh, great. Where are we going? Here. <laughs> I was hoping for a place with more than one waitress. Well, honey, honey, I mean, it's much nicer to get invited to a person's home. Is it? Well, I suppose. I'll just sprinkle some caviar on the pizza. Oh, thank you. That'll give me a chance to talk to them about Vicky. Well, Vicky, what do you mean? Well, honey, I think I've gone just about as far as I can developing Vicky here at home. I just don't have the equipment to expand her capabilities. But a huge company like Tentrex Electronics, they have all the technical know-how in the world. You know, that you'd be surprised what they could do with Vicky. And honey, I well, I just think it's time maybe we gave Vicky up. Give up Vicky? What? Well, don't worry, honey. If they take her, they'll make thousands of Vickies. I'll get you a new improved one. I don't want a new improved Vicky. I, I want this one. She's like a real daughter to me. I love every little microchip in her body. Okay, I'll get you the same one back, I promise. And if they make thousands of them, how can I be sure I get back the same little Vicky? Oh, easy. I'll just print property of Joan Lawson on her bottom. So has it been a bit since we've seen Bonnie Brindle? It feels like it's been a few episodes. So we've seen Brandon a couple times, but we haven't seen Bonnie. But, I mean, she is, like, literally, she's the top of the list of the I Hate Brindle fan club. We got Bonnie. Um, I'm going to say... I honestly say that Brandon would be is more annoying than Harriet. So he would be in second place and then Harriet's going to be in the third. Because even though Harriet annoys me, Bonnie, she is just like total pain in the ass, get the hell out of my house, annoying. Um, she comes over, she says she's making dinner for Brandon. She doesn't have any mayo, maybe she's making meatloaf. 
And it's like, oh, well, here, while I'm here, let me see what else I could name. I'm like, get the mail and get the hell out of my house. You're lucky I'm even going to give you that. She at first says, can I borrow some mayonnaise? I'm like, here, let me get some. Put a little bit in a little Tupperware container and you'll be on your way. You're not taking, I just bought that. So she's like, oh, you have caviar. Oh, you bought the cheap kind because it turns your tongue black. Bleh. is all like, oh, well, if you don't see anything that you, if you see some, basically she says, if you, Need something you don't see, I'd be happy to run to the market for you. Like, of course, while she's rum- Bonnie's rummaging through the Lawson's fridge, Ted comes in and like, Oh my gosh, John, you will not believe what Brandon the boob said today. And of course, Joan's like, Honey, Bonnie's like in the fridge. So Bonnie, of course, pops her head up. And it's like, oh, what did my husband the boob say? It's like, oh, <laughs> oh no, nothing, nothing. Yeah. So Bonnie's like, oh, well, this isn't my brand of mayo, but um, thanks anyway. Bye. So with her gone, Ted tells Joan the great news. There's a bigger robotics company that came for a tour of Ted's plant, his factory, whatever you want to call it, electronics company, robotics company. And he and Brandy got to show them around, give them a tour. And one of the guys is like, hey, Ted, can I talk to you? Um, look, we are doing amazing things at our robotic company, and we would love to, you know, chat one-on-one with you. So Ted's like, hey, why don't you come over to my house, and uh, my wife will cook you dinner. So it's like... That would irritate me if I were Joan. It's like, uh, where are we going? What restaurant? And Ted's like, oh, no, we're going to have them here. I'm like, uh, excuse me, what? So now I got to make a meal for five people on such short notice. Oh, she says she'll like make pizza and like sprinkle a little bit of caviar. I don't know. I've never had caviar. I'm not a big fan of it. I've probably mentioned that in other podcast episodes. But then you're probably saying, well, how do you know you're not a fan if you've never had it? I don't, I don't know. Just the idea of it. Just, uh, I mean, if someone's going to pay me $100 to or 50 bucks to try a caviar, a fish egg, I'd be inclined to try one. <laughs> you're probably like, oh, someone's got to pay you money to try a caviar egg. So, yeah, he's just thinking, you know, I want to tell them about Vicky. And Joan's like, Vicky? Why? It's like, well, I feel like I've gone as far as I can with her, as far as her developments, and this other company could be doing amazing, amazing things and expand her in ways that I, unfortunately, don't have the capabilities or the know-how to do. And they could even make lots of versions of Vicky. And just sell them, you know, to the, to the masses. And Jim's like, well, and I get it. I mean, she sees Vicky as her own daughter. And he's like, oh, well, I'll get you a new and improved Vicky. She's like, well, I don't want a new and improved Vicky. I want the one I have. And you know, since day one, she's always thought of Vicky as her daughter. I mean, she loves Jamie, don't get me wrong, but... 
you just love, you know, having Vicky in the kitchen and just, you know, buying new, like, pinafores for Vicky's dress and everything like that and just being a mother to her. Even though she's getting more out of the relationship than Vicky is. So, the Brindles are back with Brandon in tow. What is going on? Why are you back here? Probably because Brandon is like, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I bet they're going to invite themselves to that dinner. Ooh, great. So now Joan's got to cook for seven people. Well, eight if you count here. That's insane. That's insane. You know, if she does, that either Bonnie is going to help. I don't think she'd help in the kitchen. She really wouldn't. Because that's not the Bonnie Brindle way. She doesn't help anybody. She just takes. She doesn't give. Yeah, I, I honestly feel this is going to be a scene where they invite themselves to the dinner. Like, oh, well, Ted and Brandon also worked for the company. So why don't we ho horn in on this dinner? Hi there! Hi! Hi. <laughs> Bonnie tells me you paid me quite a nice compliment, said there was nothing goes on at the office that I don't know about. That's right. <laughs> so, what went on that I don't know about? Oh, Business. nothing at all, Brandon. Oh, those Tintrax executives sure asked a lot of technical questions, didn't they? They sure did. Well, oh, by the way, just by coincidence, I happened to see you talking to our uh, visitors in the parking lot. Anything important? Not. Really? Well, it's funny. Certainly looked important through my binoculars. Well, we better be going. Bye-bye. 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 Go. I'm pooped. By the time I finish painting this clubhouse, I'll be too big to get in it. Why are you painting it the same color? Harriet Brindle is coming. Are you sure? I can hear her footsteps on the lawn. Oh, God. <laughs> On the lawn? Wow, those microsensors in your ears are fantastic. I'll bet you can hear a fly walking. <laughs> Not right now, but there's a snail crawling somewhere. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. What are you doing? What am I doing? Oh, we're having fun. Oh, he's going to Tom Sawyer. If I'm joking, I'm croaking. <laughs> I've never had so much fun. Painting is one of the great joys in life. Oh, he's going to really? get her into painting. Can I try it? Go for it. Well, Come I on. hate to stop. But, okay. Gee, thanks. He Tom Sawyer'd her. He did. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Oh, uh, Vicki, would you come in and help me with the dips, please? The help dip. with the dips. Boy, it's true. Little people got the short end of the stick. <laughs> you know, Harriet, if you help me paint the clubhouse, I think I can get you in as a member. You told me I can never join your club. Well, times change. You told me that this morning. <laughs> Times change faster nowadays. <laughs> Somehow I feel you're not being sincere. Did I mention there are eight boys in the club and you'd be the only girl? Give me the brush. <laughs> Boy, what a woman won't do to meet men. <laughs> Okay, 
Okay, so luckily we didn't get them inviting themselves to, but the night is still young, so they probably could. Brandon's like, oh, I saw you talking to the executives through my binoculars. You were in the parking lot. Anything go on that I should know about? Any, anything? And Ted's like, oh, no, 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 not at all. Everything, just, nope, nothing you need to know about. So they excuse themselves, thank the Lord. And we go outside to Jamie painting the clubhouse. He's painting it the same color as it already is. So are you just touching it up? What's the point? Usually if you paint something, don't you mean some of the, you're going to like maybe paint a different color? It just seems like a real paint. But he totally Tom Sawyered Harriet. All the way, every day, he Tom Sawyered her. He's like, oh, well, this painting sure is fun. Hey, Harry, you want to give it a shot? Uh, no, that doesn't look like fun. It's like, I am having so much fun. It's like, okay, maybe I will give it a try. She takes the brush, like swipes it across one of the planks on the clubhouse. It's like, meh, not fun. He's like, oh, well, um, you know... Harriet, if you want, I mean, I know I said, you know, no girls allowed in this clubhouse because there's like eight boys, but I'd be willing to reconsider admitting you if you help paint the clubhouse. What do you say? Oh, yeah. Did I mention there's eight guys in the club? You'd be the only girl. So she's like, oh, okay, sign me up. It's so hard to meet men nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is from Tom's The Adventures of Tom Sawyer with him having to whitewash that, that picket fence in his Aunt Polly's yard. And he was like getting like, oh, this is so fun. If you give me this or that or whatever, you can paint the fence. So it's kind of cool. But Jamie, all Jamie's getting out of it is not having to paint the fence himself. And then he's going to have to deal with Harriet as a member. I like Vicky's little quip here when Joan asks her to come in and help with the dips. And this is just Vicky's own little sarcasm here. She's like, wow, little people sure do get the short end of the stick. <laughs> so the doorbell rings and it looks like uh, it's the robotics. The rival robotics tech company. It's the Brindles and they've just like invited themselves. I don't know. We'll find out. Interesting tonight. I've uh, programmed Vicky with a few tidbits, okay. but I'm not going to tell them she's a robot till later. I want to see how long she can fool these experts. I bet they won't be fooled. Oh, good evening, Mr. Lawson. Mr. Andrews, Mr. Yamoto, please come in. Thank you. Oh, oh. This is my wife Joan and my daughter Vicky. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh. Stop the bowing. I appreciate your recognition of the customs of Japan, but I was born in Detroit and I have a bad back. <laughs> oh, sorry. Stop, Vicky. <clears throat> Yes, uh, straighten no, up, Vicky. <laughs> She's always kidding. Actually, Vicky is quite a student of Japanese culture. Japan, founded in 660 BC, gained much from other societies such as ice cream from the Italians and gunpowder from the Chinese. The Japanese were the first civilization to have exploding ice cream. 
I didn't know that. She's a very bright child. Oh, yes, she's a fast learner. Yes, Vicky picks things up very easily. I pick things up very easily. <laughs> Whoa! Vicky, put Daddy down. She'd really be good at karate. <laughs> karate? Oh, okay. Well, there's no way that we could say she's not good at karate. There's no child who would That's a little trick we do to amuse the guests. Yes, I'll get some more glue for our next trick. <laughs> Better go check on dinner. Uh, come along, Vicky. <laughs> oh, please, gentlemen, uh, sit down. Uh, can I fix you something to drink? Would you know how to make a Harvey Wallbanger? <laughs> uh, would you settle for a little white wine? White wine? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, it's a good year. March. <laughs> That's fine, thanks. Yeah, same for me. Okay. You, uh, you have a very unusual daughter, Mr. Lawson. Yes, she's not at all what she looks like. Uh, well, we'll come right to the point, Mr. Lawson. We could use a man like you in our company. Oh. And we're prepared to offer you a very substantial contract. Well, I'm, uh, I'm very flattered. I, uh, I don't know uh, quite what to say. <laughs> well, we hope you say yes. Uh, please consider it seriously. Oh, I will. I will. Uh, would you uh, excuse me uh, just, just a moment? Certainly. So the men come in. Yamamoto, of course, is... <laughs> they do the bowing Japanese greeting, and they keep doing it, and eventually it's like, uh, as much as I appreciate this, I have a bad back. And I was born in Detroit, so, yeah. And there's no way that these guys would see Vicky being a daughter. They could clearly see... Because when she was bowing, when she went to, like, straighten herself out, she was still bent, and Ted had to, like, fix her. So, the, I mean, her voice doesn't sound like a normal kid's voice. There's no inflection. She's just spouting off facts, like she read them out of a book. And of course, when she picks Ted up, and then when she chops the side, the end table in half, it's like, um, these people aren't stupid. They clearly can tell that this isn't your daughter and she is a robot because Ted works at a robotics factory or um, company. Also, when the men sit down, oh, um, Mr. Yamamoto wants a Harvey Wallbanger drink. What's in a Harvey Wallbanger? Harvey Wallbanger. Let's see here. Let's see. Okay. A mixed drink made with vodka, Galliano, and orange juice. But Ted can't do that, but he does have white wine. Apparently, it was good since March, or it's. You know, the, like the, you know, the cheap wine you probably get at Walgreens or something like that? It's probably from there. And they even say to Ted, like, we're very impressed with you, and we would like to offer you a possible position at our company. And Ted goes into the kitchen because he wants to talk, you know, talk to John. He's just so psyched and thrilled. And 
Mr. Yamamoto is saying, you know, yeah, he would be a great addition to our company. And, of course, the other guy, whose name I already forgot, is like, yeah, but he's got a spectacular special daughter. Like, yeah, they can, uh, you, they would just by mere observation, like, this is not a normal child with super strength to pick up her father and chop down an end table and all this, and spouting facts, and just her voice, like I said, it's not a normal kid's voice, it's robotic, it doesn't have inflections. He's an interesting man. With a much more interesting daughter. What do you mean? Maybe she is more than just a daughter. I mean, after all, he is a genius in the field of robotics, Mm -hmm. and he just said she's not what she looks like. She lifted him like he was a feather, and she broke that table with one blow. Even Bruce Lee couldn't do that. Especially now that he's dead. (laughs) And we also know that he works on secret projects for his company. Maybe she's one of them. You think so? I'll bet she's a robot. A robot? That would be remarkable. Lawson could be an even greater asset to our company. What, are you kidding? Who needs Lawson? We'll just wait till his back is turned, and then we'll borrow the robot. Um, I don't think so, buddy, you jerk. So the blonde-haired dude is definitely, like, she's clearly got to be a robot because the man's a genius, and he works on secret projects for his company. And Mr. Yamamoto's like, yeah, I mean, he would be a great asset to our company. And the blonde-haired guy's like, who cares about Lawson? No. I say when their back is turned, we're going to take their robot. And he's got this weird expression on his face, like a cartoon villain, like part of his face. And a weird snarl, smile, what a sm- I don't know what that's supposed to be, but it's very cartoonish. I'm surprised he didn't have a cigar, like, hanging from the corner of his mouth, because it's just weird. It's like, you think that you're just going to go in and just kidnap this robot? Really? And that family isn't going to notice? You don't know what Vicky means to the Lawsons. She's everything to them. I think this guy's plan is just going to... He's just seeing dollar signs. All he wants to do is take Vicky, figure out what makes her work, have his people recreate a similar product like Vicky and just start, like, shitting out duplicates and selling them. Joni, I mean, this could be a really great opportunity for me to go with Tentrex Electronics. Might not be bad to live in the Silicon Valley, either. Hi. Man, I sure worked up an appetite pin in that clubhouse. You worked up an appetite watching Harriet paint it. That's your opinion. Oh, Jamie, you didn't. Oh, no, you don't. I heard him tell Harriet she could join the club if she painted it. You and your big electronic ears. (laughs) Well, Jamie, your next club meeting might be held in the Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley? Correction, I heard the man say, who needs Lawson? When his back is turned, we'll just borrow the robot. 
Oh, Ted! Vicki, are you sure that's what he said? Yes! If I'm joking, I'm croaking. <laughs> what do you know? I didn't fool them for a second with nope. Vicki. Hadn't you better call the police, Dad? Well, what what proof do? do I have except for Vicki's word? Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> and then I'd have to reveal that she's a robot. Well, what I'll do is I'll Too report rusty. them to plant security tomorrow as industrial spies. But in the meantime, I think we should all pretend like we don't know anything and just keep a close eye on Vicky, all right? Right. Uh, Jamie, you take Vicky to your room and stay with her. Gotcha. But how can we be sure she's a robot? Hi, kids. Hi. Sayonara. <laughs> hey, I have got a great idea. Don't worry, honey. Vicky's going to be okay. Yeah, but what if something is... No. Come on! Go... What the hell? Get out of here! Well, we just happen to be looking out our window, and, and we just happen to see those two guys from Go Citrix away. come to your front door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that was a, that was a complete surprise to us, too, wasn't it, honey? Complete? <laughs> Gee, I hope we're not interrupting your din-din. Why don't you go eat your own din-din with your mayo? No, we haven't eaten our din-din yet. <laughs> what a coincidence. We haven't din-dins either. Well, then why don't you go eat your din-din? Oh, I know what you're thinking. No. What are we thinking? That since Brandon is your boss, you insist that we stay to dinner, but no. we won't hear of it. No, 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 no. We're not inviting you anywhere. But Get we wouldn't out. want you to think that we don't appreciate the offer, so we'll stay. Ugh. I love pizza. It's not exactly my favorite, but we'll make do. <laughs> Well, Bonnie, why don't we go in and say hello to our guests? This is better than having them at our house. No dishes. Hi there. Guess who's coming oh, to dinner? Oh, Mr. Brindle. Uh, nice to see you again. Same here, Mr. Andrews. You too, Mr. Moto. It's Yamoto. Oh, well, nice to see you again, Ya. Call me Brandon. <laughs> uh, this is his wife, Bonnie, and his daughter, Harriet. Hi. 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 Yeah, that's them. <laughs> Harriet, why don't you go play in Jamie's room? Okay. Mr. Andrews. You too, Mr. Yah. Uh, listen, please sit down. Dinner will be ready in just a minute. Oh. Excuse me. I, I hate to tear you away, but could you give me a hand in here? Tear me, tear me. <laughs> Help us up the drinks. <laughs> Good man. Good man, Lawson. I taught him everything he knows. He greatly admires my genius. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose uh, Brandon shouldn't be so conceited, but it's hard for him to be humble. <laughs> uh, Mr. Brindle, if, if you will excuse me, I, I think I left my car phone off the hook, and uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> Don't leave me with that! So, Brandon, tell ya about your latest invention. Oh, this is really something. You'll love this guy. I have invented a dog collar with an alarm on it. In case somebody tries to steal your pet, Hmm? And it really lame. works. Hmm. He tested it on me. <laughs> Nobody's tried to steal her yet. Well, <laughs> remember when I said <laughs> that, uh, well, I didn't think that they'd be staying for dinner? Sure enough, uh, you know, they uh, invited themselves, and I'm just like, I love how the blonde-haired guy makes himself scarce. But, of course, going back before the Brindles, like, crashed the 
Lawson's uh, dinner, Vicky, with her supersonic hearing, mentions about what the blonde-haired tech guy, or robotics guy said. About, oh, when their back is turned, we're going to steal their robot. It's like, uh. So, and even before that, when Vicky lets it slip about how Jamie was letting Harriet paint the clubhouse, and, uh, hold on, I'm sorry, guys. Ted's like, hey, Jamie, how would you like to paint or have a clubhouse in, uh, Silicon Valley. It's like, oh wow, would I? What? Wait, what? Are we moving? But of course, this all took place before we found out the ulterior motives of, well, at least the blonde-haired guy. The Yam- Mr. Yamoto is not about this. He's not a slimy dick bag, but the blonde-haired guy clearly is. And then, of course, in come the Brindles. Like, oh, well, Brandon's your boss. He should be here for this. And I thought, I'd be like, excuse me, you just borrowed my mayo to make your own quote-unquote dinner. Or your din-din. And Bonnie's like, oh, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that you want to invite us to dinner since Brandon's your boss. And he should be here when you talk to these execs. But we wouldn't think of it. No, 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 no. And she's like, oh, well, this isn't my kind of pizza, but I guess it'll, I'll make do. It's like, we're not inviting you. Get out. <sighs> oh, yeah, they invite themselves right into Mr. Yamoto and the blonde-haired guy's conversation. Just jump right in there. Jamie takes Vicky to his bedroom. And then, of course, Harriet goes off to hang out with them upstairs. And Joan's like, hey, Ted, can you help me in the kitchen? He's like, oh, tear me away, dear. Please, please. Brandon, of course, is like, oh, I taught Lawson everything he knows. Uh, I'm his boss. Uh, I also, uh, my invention, the dog collar with the alarm so no one steals your dog. I put it on my wife and no one has stolen her yet. And Yamoto, of course, the blonde hair guy is like, oh, gosh, you know, I think I left my car phone unplugged. I better go check. So, yeah, he makes himself scarce, and Mr. Yamoto's like, please don't leave me here with them. Why would you put a dog collar around your wife's neck? That is just so... I mean, unless they're into kinky sex. I don't know. But I I don't want to know what Brandon and Bonnie's sex life (laughs) includes. I mean, they made Harriet, so that clearly was an accident. (laughs) Okay, now we're going to go to the kids' uh, Jamie's bedroom where Harriet and Vicky are playing checkers. Good luck, Harriet, because you know Vicky is programmed, so she knows how to win the game every single time. I win again. <laughs> I'm tired of losing to you all the time. Can't you throw a game? Nope. <laughs> throw a game. she's just making a joke Vicky go pick up the checkers okay okay let's play something else no how about the game I saw you and Vicky playing when yesterday when he didn't know I was peeking in your window you better stop this you weren't playing any game so what was Vicky doing in this cabinet 
I sleep in the cabinet. Oh, I know the game you mean, Harriet. We were playing Star Wars, and the cabinet was Vicky's spaceship. Oh, that's neat. Can I be R2-D2, the robot? Sure. You won't even need a mask. <laughs> oh, good. a guy is I, lurking right out the I'm window. I'm the smartest robot in the universe. I am programmed to be almost human. I am the only robot with freckles and loose front teeth. <laughs> oh, maybe they'll kidnap Harriet. This guy is a freaking pervert. Yeah, of course Harriet is <laughs> losing to Vicky at checkers. She said, can't you just throw a game only even once? Vicky's like, throw a game. And she takes the checkerboard and just flings it over her head behind her. It's like, <laughs> Vicky, pick those up. So... Harriet's like, hey, I want to play that game you were playing with Vicky yesterday. She's like, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, I was peeking in your window. I'm like, sweetie, you gotta not do that. And she's like, why was Vicky in that cabinet? It's like, uh, we were um playing Star Wars. Because Vicky's like, I sleep in the cabinet. They've covered this. Remember the the episode with the um the child like Child welfare person? Yeah, they covered all the why is there why are they rehashing this? So it's like, yeah, we were playing Star Wars. That was her spaceship. So Harriet's pretending to be R2D2, which he doesn't talk. He just goes beep, 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 or whatever he does. And Harriet's pretending to be a robot. Meanwhile, the blonde haired creep robot maker is creeping in the window like a freaking pedophile because he's hearing Harriet say that she is almost a robot who's almost human and has freckles and missing front teeth and he's just like comically oh my god maybe they'll steal Harriet we can hope (laughs) of course Mr. Yamoto is getting just like, uh, his eyes have glazed over in just boredom with Brandon talking about heat shields and whatnot. And Bonnie's stuffing her face with whatever hors d'oeuvres and carrot sticks and dip that uh, Jonas laid out. So you see, by redesigning the heat shield, I solved the problem and gave the world the very first automatic toast butterer. What? <laughs> oh, he's actually yawning. It's an old Japanese custom. When we're excited about something, we yawn. <laughs> because Brandon's that stupid. Really? Well, we should have honeymooned in Japan instead of Niagara Falls. <laughs> Tell me about it. About a week Oh, no, please, anything, a double. <laughs> You're just in time, big fella. How about a drink? Sounds good. Oh, I'll help you, Brandon. Thank you. You always put too much booze in yours. Makes the veins in your nose stand out. (laughs) I made a big mistake. Vicky is not a robot. I didn't think so. The robot is Harriet. What? Are you sure? Yes. Brindle is the genius. But he acts like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) 
Here's your drinks, guys. Oh. Here you go. Bottoms up. Oh. <laughs> Nothing personal. <laughs> you know, uh, Mr. Brendel, a man with your vision and ability would be a valuable asset to our company. Uh, well, that's very flattering. Uh, however, I must warn you, I'm very loyal to my company. You could name your own price. I'll give him two days' notice and tell him to shove it. <laughs> I would like to uh, maybe discuss your ideas just a little further. Perhaps we could have dinner tomorrow night. Bring your wife and your daughter, too, of course. Well, why wait till tomorrow? What's the matter with tonight? We could order our own pizza. Uh, Harriet! Harriet, come in here! Oh, wouldn't that be awfully rude to the Lawsons? Oh, yes. Did I hear someone say we're leaving? I'm awfully sorry, big fellow. We really gotta go. Oh, that's too bad. Regrettably, we have to be going too. I'm sorry, but something important came up and it just demanded my immediate attention. Come on, Harriet, we're leaving. Without eating? <laughs> so long, Jack. Thank you. Uh, thanks for your hospitality, Miss and Mrs. Lawson, and please accept my apology. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Brandon is talking to Mr. Yamoto about a machine that butters your toast for you. And Yamam Mr. Yamoto yawns and he's like, Oh, it's an old uh, Japanese custom. Uh we yawn when we're excited. And of course Brandon's a moron and buys it. And then Bonnie makes a joke about how <laughs> Wow, we should have went to Japan instead of Niagara Falls for our honeymoon. Like, so I think he had the most boring, uninteresting sex on your honeymoon. Clearly, because it's clearly making up. We had some boring sex. In fact, I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> so the blonde-haired villain, the uh, robotic napper here, is all like, "Hey, look, I made a mistake." Vicky's not the robot, it's Harriet. So they decide to give, offer Brandon a position at their company. Just saying, what if we made it worth your while with the money? And Brandon's like, well, I'll give him a two days notice and I'll tell him to fuck off, basically. Like, hey, if you want to come over, we can come over tomorrow and discuss it more for dinner. And Brandon's like, hey, why wait till tomorrow? <laughs> hey, we're leaving. Harriet, move your butt. We're going to go back to our house and have dinner with these guys. So, <laughs> Bonnie screams for Harriet. And Harriet's like, what, we're leaving without eating? As Ted and Joan come in, she has a serving tray full of, well, no, she's got the pizza that they made. And it's like, oh, leaving so soon? Because <laughs> they're already in on the hold. They wanted to kidnap Vicky. And it just seems like, Mr. Yamoto, what are you doing with this blonde-haired dude? This guy's clearly the villain, but you're not. I don't know. Do we get to see them try to kidnap Harriet? I think the episode's almost over, so I think that's probably where it's going to land. It's like, oh, they just go over to the... and they try to kidnap Harriet. <laughs> I wonder what happened. I'll bet that weasel Brandon is up to something. I wish I could have heard their conversation. Yeah. I heard their conversation. Okay. What did they say, Vicky? One of the industrial spies said, Vicky's not the robot. The robot is Harriet. Harriet? <laughs> <laughs> That's 
gravy. Oh, do they have a surprise coming with Harriet? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but just the same, I probably better warn the Brendels. No. Are you kidding? You better warn those two guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke, Vicky. That's your opinion. Wow. Those pizza slices are humongous. They're like two slices put together. They're that big. Because whenever Joan's like, gosh, or Ted is like, oh, I wish I could have heard their conversation. And that's where Vicky's like, well, the uh, industrial spies said, oh, the real robot isn't Vicky. It's Harriet. And they're like, Harriet. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ted's like, oh gosh, maybe we should warn the Brindles. Because at first, like, gosh, I wonder what Brandon said to them to make them leave. Like, no, Jamie's like, no, they should warn those guys. Like, they are in for a treat. Clearly, I'm sure those guys will be found out and maybe uh, the police will be called uh, for kidnapping a child. And that guy will be put in jail. Not Mr. Yamoto. He'll be like, hey, I had no part in this. That was not, that was all him. Because Jamie's like, oh gosh, maybe we should warn those guys since they're going to kidnap Harriet. And he looks at Vicky like, that was a joke. And she's like, that's your opinion. And they all sit down on the couch and lean forward to have some pizza. Of course, Vicky slaps Jamie's hand. Well, that was pretty much the episode, so we don't get to hear the outcome of what happens next. We know that clearly Harriet is still on the show, so they haven't kidnapped her. Or they attempted to, the police were called, and they were both both men were arrested. Um, yeah, I, I didn't hate this episode. I thought it was, it was interesting. It was funny. <laughs> the innuendos about the oh, we should have went to Japan instead of Niagara Falls for our honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I would have loved to have seen them kidnap Harriet. <laughs> I would have like I thought that that would be cute. Okay, let's see here. The next episode for July is gonna be. The company takeover. Oh, for heaven's sake. Ay, ay, ay. Season 1, episode 19, which aired the day after Valentine's Day in 1986, February 15th. A takeover threatens Ted's job and family finances. Alright. Discount Dale and customer. Those are the only two guests starring for the next episode. I want to see... If Mr. Yamoto was in anything, I would. Oh, he passed away in 2013 at 78. Let's see, what was he in? He's 25 Things. Anything I recognize? Uh, just one episode of Small Wonder, Trapper MG. Uh, Twilight Zone from the 80s. The Fall Guy, Knott's Landing, he played a doctor. Charlie Chan and the Curse of the Dragon Queen, Hawaii Five-O, Police Woman, Farewell My Love. I'm just trying to see if there's anything. There's nothing here that I've seen. What in the hell is the Smith family? 
It's got Ron Howard. What is the show? Chad Smith is the protagonist in this lighthearted, family-oriented show about a police officer, detective, his wife, and their three kids. So one kid's sitting on the ground with a slingshot pulled back. We got a daughter and Ron Howard, his... After his Opie days. Oh my gosh, Mr. Nels Olsen! Richard Bull from Little House. He plays Mr. Mr. Wilson. What the hell even is this? Oh my god, this is crazy. Who was the main cast here? Sergeant Chad Smith. Played by Henry Henry Fonda. Yeah, he was in um, On Golden Pond. That was a decent movie. Ron Howard plays Bob Smith. Michael James Wickstead was in... Oh, he was in Little... Oh, no. So Roy Collins Jr. Don't know that. Uh, John Carter. Yeah, I don't recognize any of these people. Okay. Well, anyway. Interesting, interesting, interesting. He was in nothing that I'd seen before, so... What about that pervert-looking one? And the guy's name was Andrews. Okay. He was in Ghost. He played a bank co-worker. He was Veronica's dad in Heathers. He was on Fresh Prince. He played a headmaster. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Quantum Leap. Uh, oh, I remember that show called Get a Life on Fox with Chris Elliott. That was a cool show. He was in Golden Girls as James and also an episode... As Day, who's in Perfect Strangers. What is Dallas? So he was in Silver Spoons? Who did he play in Silver Spoons? Have I covered that episode yet? Let's find out. Let's see. Info, you stupid IMDb. Okay, I haven't hit that episode yet. Edward creates a monster. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, um, that was me rambling. <laughs> Talking about the two guest stars and if they've done anything I've recognized. They haven't. So, alright. So, I want to read the back of the DVD description for July's episode, The Company Takeover. Cutbacks at United Robotronics have the loss in scrambling for odd jobs. When is Joan going to eventually be Jamie's teacher? Does that not come till season two? Because here are the other episodes. We got good old Lou. Ted is motivated to get the family into shape when an obese co-worker loses a record amount of weight. Like father, like son. Jamie tries out for the Pee Wee football team. I thought he already did that in that um, social worker episode. Like he already was. No, not, not, no, not that one. It was the one where like his grades were suffering because he was doing the football and he was using Vicky to like write his papers and everything like that. So maybe that's like for the school football team, but this is going to be actual peewee like football, like the YMCA or something. Vaudeville Vicky, a vaudeville actor, becomes convinced Vicky is his long lost daughter. Real facts of life. Jamie attempts to educate his dad in the ways of love. What the hell do you know about the ways of love? Your father created you. I'm pretty sure he knows more about sex than you do, child. And of course, the series one, or series one, the season one finale, the grandparents, Ted must break it to his father that Vicky is a robot. So yeah, July, the company takeover. We got August, good old Lou. 
September, Like Father, Like Son, October, Vaudeville, Vicky, November, The Real Facts of Life, and December, finishing out the year with The Grandparents, season one finale, and then in January, we were, we'll kick things off with season two, and see how things go from there. And as far as the episodes, season, you know, from season three and four, oh shoot, I wanted to do the comments from, hold on, alright, here's some YouTube comments. This was and still is a wonderful show. I don't care what anyone else says about it. <laughs> 11.06. Oh, it's a timestamp. With a much more interesting daughter biting his lips. Okay, Epstein. Nostalgic. This was a beautiful show. My childhood memories. I remember this episode. I loved this show. I need robot like Vicky to work in my home. Yeah, so so this person got it too at the timestamp seven minutes. Jamie is trying Tom Sawyer's painting its fun reverse psychology scheme on Harriet. In the past 150 years, has anyone ever reproduced it successfully? This is one show I'd watch if they did a reboot. My childhood favorite show. Back when going to your neighbors for a cup of mayonnaise was okay and not a stereotype. <laughs> I am pretty sure that the noisy and obnoxious neighbors are kind of a stereotype in themselves. Okay. <laughs> Harriet did make a convincing impression as a robot that she fooled the guy into thinking she was a robot instead of Vicky. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Oops. All right, everybody. I will be back next month with... The company takeover. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.